I definitely recommend it. That was probably one of the first like graphic novels that I was like, oh, like I didn't realize oh, this can be this. This can be this. Like this is a thing. It's not an arch comic. <laughs> yeah, it's not that anymore. So. Hello, and welcome to the Book Jar Pod, where me, Megan, and my friend Marissa discuss books. <laughs> Why do you give me that face? I, I literally didn't even look at you. I need, I need everyone to know that I did not look at her. What I did do was I raised a single eyebrow, and, and I she tell that you were not impressed with my intro. I just I liked how you said me, Megan, and Marissa, because then it sounded like it was you plus a friend named Megan plus a friend named Marissa. I am two thirds of this podcast. I've decided. <laughs> Okay, that was how you were going to tell me, hey? Yeah, sorry. You only own one third of this. All right. Well, with that, so how does the book jar pod work, Megan? <laughs> we discuss topics from our book jar yes. where we, I don't remember, that's about as far as I got, and we talk about them. Mm. <laughs> Very good. All right. I love that. I tried, okay? You do you, try. You have it written down in front of me. I do, but I don't usually look at it. Although, once you do it once, it like kind of sticks. I was going to so. say, it's my first time doing it. And I, thought, yeah, I think you did amazing, and I'm not even just saying appreciate that. appreciate it. I, so, we are going to be talking about books. We're going to be talking about our topic this week, which is all about comic books, Woo-hoo. graphic novels, and mangas. So fun. And, yeah, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about our most recent reads. Yeah, well, I'll just start because mine's easy. Um, you didn't read anything. <laughs> I'm still reading Gods of Jade and Shadow by Sylvia oh, Moreno okay. Garcia. Have you made any progress? Yeah, I would say I'm about, I'm like over 50% done. Mm. And it's like pretty good. It's just hard. Like, I think just like with time and life right now, it's hard to like get a good chunk mm. at a time read, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What do you have I read three books. Wow. So, <laughs> I read A Touch of Darkness, uh, which is a Hades and Persephone retelling oh. by Scarlet St. Clair. Uh, so, the series is Hades and Persephone. I've read all the books that have been out. Uh, I read the first one, and I was like, cool, I'm not going to read the rest. And then my brain was like, you're not letting go of this until you finish the series. So, yeah. I very quickly binged this entire series. And I'm going to say it was pretty quick because I skipped a lot of the sex scenes in the third book, which was probably oh. about half of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Just in- upped the sex scenes. Yeah, so this is a very, like, very spicy, very smutty read. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a lot of sex scenes. And I have no issue with a good sex scene in a book. Mm-hmm. What I do take a little bit more issue with is a sex scene that follows very traumatic events. Oh, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. It's it's just a little jarring to me. Mm-hmm. So like at one point we have uh, Persephone like like just coming back from like being like mortally wounded. Like sh- she's not okay. Yeah, and Hades is like, "Hey, do you want to have sex though?" <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." You're like, uh, wasn't just dying. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a little bit like it was just like a lot of 
it was a lot of sex and it was a lot in places that I didn't think they needed to be like and it was fine overall although she did commit some like serial serious cardinal sins in my opinion for a sex scene writing so she used uh at many points um impaled oh and I was like that no. one that one makes me really uncomfortable this hurts me a little bit um <laughs> At one point, it was, like, stabbed, repeated, like, repeatedly stabbed her. And I was like, why? It's like, what's like, can wrong we just... with his junk? Can we yeah. get him <laughs> checked so out? Katie's got some... <laughs> Where's the urologist? <laughs> <Let's> get... <laughs> Hello? Hello? Can we have a urologist in here? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of that kind of stuff. There was also a sheath. Oh, which, good old, which good old Sarah sheep. J. Moss also really loves, which I I did have a little like smile to myself. I was like, at least there's like some consistency. Yeah, here. yeah. It wasn't like a terrible series. If you like, if you like Smutty books, I actually really think you would enjoy it. Then, and I did kind of like the overarching plot. Like it's just based off a lot of Greek mythology, and she's taken parts of it and twisted it but other parts are like very much the same but it takes place in like modern day so it's like yeah, modern day society like mm-hmm. but they know about the gods oh interesting so it's really cool like, kind of like percy jackson or just percy jackson eh, yeah a little kind of. i don't know i've never read it yeah. so i'm the wrong person to ask yeah we need alex up yeah, here. i was like that's <laughs> not my jurisdiction either so but uh yeah so it was kind of like that part was really cool so like persephone is just in school <laughs> and she's like in university or like I love that. and she's like going to classes but then she's like her roommate's like hey let's go to Hades night night Hades is night club like and then they go to Hades like he owns this nightclub mm-hmm. which is probably a great place to hang out honestly oh, that'd be sick and like Aphrodite has a nightclub and like Dionysus has like a wine like a winery and it's just like it's kind of fun mm-hmm and then everyone in the books is like, you don't you don't mess with the gods. Like, if they want to do something, they're going to do something. And then that kind of becomes a plot point later. So, like, the actual plot was kind of cool and the story was cool. And the first book I thought was pretty decent. Like, I didn't think it was amazing, but I, I didn't mm-hmm. think it was decent. And then by the third one, I was like, there, there's just... yeah, It's just, like, every time they're alone together, they have sex. Mm-hmm. And then it, it kind of, like, yeah... It's like you stuck that long with the book trying to get like through the plot and then they're like, I don't know what to write about anymore. So let's just put in another sex scene. It's like, and then he sheathed in her again. And I'm just Stabbed like, her repeatedly. Like, what? That does not sound like, sexy and like at so all. It's so sudden too. Like these scenes just come out of nowhere and then it's like, and then he, you know, was, you know, grabbing her breast and I'm like, okay, like, I guess whoa. we're doing this. That's so it. I did start just kind of skimming. That's them, fair. Which is, I don't think the intention the author wanted. Probably not. <laughs> to each their own. Exactly. You're going to read a book yeah. how you want to read it. Yeah. So that was a touch of darkness, a touch of ruin, and a touch of malice, uh, which are like the three. She also has some from Hades' perspective. I didn't read those. And then the next one, which is a touch of chaos, is coming out next year. Oh. So I don't know if this is still going to even be on my radar by that yeah. point. It's a while. It was What's kinda- her name? Uh, Scarlet St. Clair. Okay. I feel like it sounds familiar, like the first one. She has noticed. other books out as well. She she said, I like read the author's note, and she was like, oh, I love Greek mythology. Like, this is a really cool thing. And I think she did some really interesting things with the Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little, a little too much on the sex for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> 
You're working on one book. I read three. I kind of called last week that that was going to happen one day. I was just going to, you know, get through a whole bunch. But we are here to actually talk about manga, graphic novels, and comics. So one of the things I know you asked me specifically to talk about was, like, Mm -hmm. the differences between them. Mm -hmm. So I would like to say, like, technically speaking, manga are just Japanese comics. We tend to use them a little bit differently because the manga that we know and love today is is you know we're going to kind of recognize in like the art style but also in the fact that they're telling more emotional storylines generally this is not always the case but this is one thing that they will prioritize over another and then the dead giveaway that you're reading a manga is that you're reading it from right to left <laughs> yep that makes sense that one if you open up a comic book and it says yeah. you stop <laughs> you go to the other you're page reading it wrong yeah i do actually appreciate that i think that's really funny that mangas have that page in them yeah. when they're like sold and i'm assuming this isn't something they would do when they're actually in japanese but like right. when they're like in being North translated America, and then they're like, like there's yeah. just a big stop sign <laughs> it's like, like hey no. i remember like picking those books up when i was younger and like being so confused and i'm like why do they do this obviously being ignorant yeah <laughs> Obvi- obviously, obviously. I was ignorant <laughs> i was like hey i don't know anything anyways but yeah yeah <laughs> So that kind of, uh, so like manga is kind of its own thing in that way. And I think this starts to become really blurred when we have things like like Webtoon Comics, which is an app you can download to read a whole bunch of like manga and comic stories. And I think sometimes it is hard to tell. Like I don't even really know what to refer to it as mm-hmm. because it could be like a comic. It could be a manga. It could be anything. Um, and I think that that's fine. It's It's just a visual way of reading a book really um so in terms of graphic novels versus comics so comics are tend to be thought of as shorter um and like if we think about this stereotypically like a comic would be more like closer to a comic strip so you're gonna have like a little bit of information right um whereas the graphic novel is gonna be kind of a compilation of Mm -hmm. like a whole bunch of comics together and that's kind of how like most people will use those two terms kind of interchangeably However, when you get into like some academic circles, there's not really an actual difference. Like it is kind of a marketing thing as mm. well. And I think that this is the biggest thing between comics and graphic novels. Like a comic book and a graphic novel, like it's kind of just who's reading them. Yeah. And who's advertising that like that uh product to what you're going to refer to it as because comic books are generally thought of as like being for children and like not really mature whereas like graphic novels it sounds like it's more mature right like it's a graphic novel like it has Mm -hmm. this like weight to it they're the same thing in my head like if you're reading a comic book you're reading a comic book if you're reading a graphic novel like it's the same thing you can refer to it either way the way i do like to refer to it and i try to do it is like is it if it is quite a few kind of compiled together into like um, a collection instead of you know it being like one episode yeah it's like a couple of them yeah and i just know like for me like there's such a like i personally thought like there was a stigma behind like comic books and Mm -hmm. stuff like that like when i was younger i didn't ever read comic books like superhero comics for example yeah because i was like well Mm -hmm. i'm a girl and (laughs) i can't read like superhero comics or like and that's what i felt like it was really targeted towards was like the male audience and then like obviously growing up like graphic novels and stuff like 
I definitely felt, yeah, like, oh, like, these are going to be more mature audience and, like, yeah. I don't know what to expect and, like, yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. And I, I do think that holds true. Like, I do think we refer to graphic novels. Like, The Walking Dead was the first, like, quote, unquote, graphic novel I read. Mm-hmm. And it stood up to that name, right? Like, it's it's more mature. It's more graphic like very literally like there yeah. are babies being ripped apart a- at one point and so but like technically they make comics of the walking dead and they just don't call it that because they're intended for an older audience yeah so i do think like the naming has worked to break down that stigma but it's also worked to kind of keep it alive because now we just kind of perceive them differently and they really aren't that different um real in reality yeah so that's yeah that's fair I know for me, for me, like, like buying a comic, because I don't know if it was because, like, at a bookstore or, like, convenience store, you'd have, like, your shelf of magazines. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the comics were usually always right by the magazines. Yeah. So, to me, it was, like, that paper quality was, like, yeah. the equivalent. And I almost yeah. was, like, I don't want to get that. I'll probably rip it or I probably won't take yeah, good won't care of it. Like, and- I, why would you want to read something once and, you know, it, like, almost recycle? Yeah. yeah. And I was, like, where's books? You're, like... Or something with like a hardcover, yeah. like graphic novels. Most of them are nowadays. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know. That's more like sustenance to it. Yeah. I guess <laughs> it does have a weight to it. I, I yeah. totally agree with what you're saying there. Um, just like technically speaking, that is kind of the difference. But like at the same time, like you're not wrong to refer mm-hmm. to one. And if you're confused at all of like whether it's a graphic novel or a comic, it doesn't actually matter. But I do think as society, we like use it to kind of differentiate like the difference between an Archie comic and yeah. the Walking Dead graphic novels, mm-hmm. which kind of does bring me to where I want to start. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So I wanted to talk about where we <clears throat> probably started with um, our comic book slash graphic novel literacy i guess is a way to say it and i was obsessed with archie comics me too yeah yeah it was like my childhood yeah i loved it so many little sleepless nights where i pulled out my reading light and it was it was for an archie comic yeah yeah or in the bath i used to read them in the bath all the time and i was like so sad when i dropped them (laughs) yeah get wet i know for me like going on long trips and stuff and like Mm -hmm. being excited like seeing a new archie comic released and being like can i have this to yeah for our long trip and like just devouring it yeah in that trip well and that was the funny part about that it was like your parents would buy you one and then it would be gone in like an hour and you'd be like that was so worth it and i'm sure yeah. my parents were like no it was not yeah not for us <laughs> I, I got so excited because i didn't get them very often which is funny because they're everywhere like they're in mm-hmm. grocery stores they were in convenience stores like they were everywhere and it was partially like i would just never ask for one because you know i don't know as a child i didn't ask for everything because then you know when you did ask for stuff you were like kind of more likely to get it yeah uh but i do remember a couple times going with my dad and him being like hey like would you read that one and me being like yeah like i, I hadn't been buying if it you got it for i guess me. if you got it for me, i would read it but like the entire time before i'd been just like staring, staring at it yeah and, like pretending i didn't i remember getting to a point like yeah i would be like here and there and get an archie comic or like someone would like give me one whatever and then i got to the point where it's actually like there wasn't a new archie digest out and i was just like 
dang it, I have to wait longer. What like, do you I, mean I'm actually I have to caught wait? up to the <laughs> to the series. Like, what is this? That's but impressive. It they was came out a lot. So yeah, like, that's impressive. I don't know. Yeah, I must have just had like a phase for like a couple months where I'm like, I need the new Archie yeah. comic. <laughs> that's awesome. I yeah, I loved Archie comics, and I loved that there were a little bit of different art style. But that mm-hmm. does feel like a comic book for me in the way that there were different artists for each little comic inside, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is really interesting. But I don't always think about it as a book, which is wild to me because... I never thought of it, yeah. I always thought of it as something like in between TV and a book. You know what I mean? Like it was like a halfway point. Like it it wasn't as bad as watching a TV show, but... It's like fun to read the like little stories in them are short enough that you can like read one in like five minutes and Mm -hmm. then you kind of like okay, now I can move on, do something else. And like, yeah, they're just like super interesting. Like even researching like the history of Archie Comics. Oh, did you do some research? I actually did a little bit because I was like, oh, this is, you know, where it started and stuff. And like, they're actually, I don't know if you know the Andy Hardy films at all. You heard of them? I haven't heard of them. They're from like 1940s or 30s or something. Mm -hmm. And there's this actor, Mickey Rooney. I don't know if you know Mickey Rooney. It sounds if you like look, something I should know. <laughs> if you look him up, legit is Archie Andrews. Oh. Like, that's who he, like, um, so where do I have? So the publisher is John L. Goldwater, and the original artist was Bob Man- Montana. So that was, like, their inspiration was this Mickey Rooney guy. Oh, my gosh, Rooney he guy. is exactly like Right? It. What? Like, so cute and so Archie Andrews. Like, I don't yeah. know why they never made a movie with him as Archie. But, yeah, so there's that. And then what else did I learn that was super interesting? Like, just, like, they sued a lot of people. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which I didn't know. Like, remember the band, the Veronicas? Yeah. They, like, sued them because it was, like, the Archies, <gasps> like, the band name yeah. in the comic books, which I loved the Archies. That was pretty yeah. bomb. So, but then they ended up, like, coming to an agreement where they, like, kind of adver- co-advertised and oh, stuff okay. together. So, it was, like, they actually kind of absorbed it. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. And then, apparently, um, in the 1970s and 1980s, the Spire Christian comics obtained a license to feature the Archie character. So... <laughs> So they had a lot of, you know, Christian themes. And oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's like they had Archie and the gang talking about the Bible and right. scriptures. So that's out there in the world That's somewhere. out there in the world. All right. Yeah. So there's just like a lot of interesting things. And I don't think that's really interesting to think about Archie being like part of scripture and stuff. Because, yeah. Um, he, I don't know how to say this in a way that's <laughs> nice, but he chased a lot of tail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just like bouncing from, you know, Betty yeah. Veronica, Veronica. This Betty. doesn't seem like great um, Christian values. No. And there's actually another, where was it here? Um, So there was a play that was supposed to debut in 2003 called Archie's Weird Fantasy. Oh. And it was actually about Archie coming out of the closet and moving to New York. Oh, that's cool. And then Archie Comics issued a cease and desist order on this. Because of course they, they did. Yeah. So they believed it would dilute and tarnish Archie's image. They ended up still opening the play, but it was a different name and they changed the characters' names. Mm. So it was around for a little bit. Um, And then they did and I don't up- love that they said dilute his name because he came out of the closet. That makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, it like- is. It's not 
Yeah. And, and it's, it's those two- wholesome Christians. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, in uh, September 2010, they did have their um, first fictional gay character, which is Kevin Keller. Took 2010? Yeah. So seven years <laughs> after this, this uh, play season desist, then they finally had a gay character. It took a long time. It's That took a while. Well, considering they started in like the 1940s. I mean, there was definitely a precedent being set for it in media. I mean, you think about like the first like lesbian, which I only know this because I just recently watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. for the first time. But they they had the first lesbian sex scene mm-hmm. on um, which is like, yeah, that's crazy. TV. I didn't know that. Yeah. On like network television, which was... And that would have been like the early 2000s. So that that's actually really surprising to me that they waited quite that yeah. long to introduce yeah. a gay character, especially because you don't have to like, you're not showing anything. Like it's not like we were constantly seeing Archie and Veronica yeah. actually getting it on. Like the most you saw was them making out. Yeah. And that's a loose term for what was happening. It was like they would kind of kiss and then he was covered in lipstick kind of yeah. thing. Like it was <laughs> yeah, never really I like, I just, it's really interesting that it took them yeah. quite that long. Well, and even just like, I think in 2010, they kind of almost like not rebranded, but they kind of made it more yeah. like following like a more mature topics. Like they really delved into like themes of death, marriage, woos, woos, woes. <laughs> Not like woo, like marriage moves. Same sex marriage, cancer, and financial problems, and gun control. So they must have had like and gun control. (laughs) Just throwing that one in there. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, it was really interesting. And then yeah, for me, like they re really like re kind of did the art style and stuff like 2014 ish maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you looked at any of them recently? I've looked well. The ones that came out to like 2014 or whatever, I like bought some because oh, I was are they like, "Good." I liked the art style personally. I they're I would say they fall more graphic novelly based on like, like the what feel the feel yeah. of them. And like I got so I got like a couple just like Archie ones. I got like a Jughead one, and then I got like a Jughead zombie one because that's like a yeah. thing they have. And then I got um Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like the new edgier mm-hmm. one. And they're like, yeah, like. They're super cool, personally, and I really love that, like, my childhood is, like, intermingling with your adulthood. Yeah, because, like, when I bought them, I was, like, going through going through it, like, just, like, starting a new job and being stressed out yeah. and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, this looks really comforting right now. So I, like, purchased, like, the starter yeah, pack love and, like, that, loved it. I should bring them over. because you, you should. Would... I would love them. Okay, I'll bring them over. I would I would really love that. I was going to say, so, like, after the R2 comics, like, I didn't really dabble in graphic novels or comics that much. Like, I, I think I read a couple here and there, but nothing that stood out to me mm-hmm. until the craze of The Walking Dead oh, in around, yes. like, 2010, 2011. And at that point... Uh, the show had kind of started, which was very shocking. Like, I didn't really want to watch it, but I had a couple friends who introduced me to the show and I ended up really liking it. And then I ended up buying the the graphic novels. And I'm going to say graphic novels because I did buy the, like, big, thick, bound ones, like, all yeah. hardcover and stuff. And I really liked them. And I think that that was... 
probably one thing that was instrumental to me really starting to pick up more graphic novels and like being open to that was reading those because they didn't feel like Archie comics Mm -hmm. first off obviously in like content wise but even in writing wise like we were talking about themes there was motifs there was symbolism there was lessons there was all this stuff there was characterization it was using all these literary things just in a graphic novel and you were noticing them and I really loved them. I stopped reading, and this is spoilers, maybe, uh, but I stopped reading when Lori died, mm. which I think was like 12 or 13 of the big bound graphic novels in. Like, sh- it went quite far. But in the graphic novel, her death is much different than in the in the show, and which I'm I didn't love what they changed it to, but I I knew they were going to change it. Yeah. Because the way she dies in the book is actually that she is um, running with her newborn baby and the governor is shooting, is like they've come to like attack them and they're being attacked by zombies and she's running like to Rick, I'm pretty sure. And he's watching her carrying this newborn child and the governor tells his men to shoot her and she's surrounded by zombies so what happens is and you see this very graphically is um like the baby gets pulled apart oh (laughs) like the zombies get the baby in the tv show yeah so like i knew like you knew they were going to change that because they were not going to do that on television. Like, I didn't care, like, what they changed, but I knew they were going to change that. And I stopped reading at that point because I was like, you know what? I don't, like, it was, it really upset me. Yeah. And I'm not usually the one who's, like, that upset by that kind of stuff, but the way it happened and the way, like, because the governor's men are, like, yelling at him not to do it, And there's, like, this whole big thing, and it's this idea that, like, this little piece of life and this little scrap of hope is just, like, snuffed out immediately. And I remember being in my first year of university and being like, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) That was all I needed from that series. Like, I've never felt so closed on something when it wasn't over. Yeah. I was like, that was good enough. Like, I don't need to see this man suffer anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because totally. it was just like, it was too much at that point. But I do recommend them up until that point. I don't know what happens after that point. And if you kept reading after that, like, that's on you. Like, it was just too much for me yeah. personally at the time. And I think, like, yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, even the show. Because I've watched the show and it's so, like, I could watch, like, one or two episodes here and there. Yeah. And I would, like, I need a break. Yeah, like, it's, this it's is definitely intense. not one you, like, binge. And no. that I have a problem with that. I think that was part of it as well as that, like, I binged all of them. Yeah. And that would and be then, a so lot it was, like, of depressing very... stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, suddenly very jarring. Yeah. That, like, and then it was just kind of added on. So mm-hmm. I definitely recommend taking breaks. But they were very good. And it led me to read um, The Watchmen. Which oh, is yeah. kind of like a cult classic graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also turned into a film. So if you know it from there, like that's it's based off of the same content. However, uh, the graphic novel was like, again, it was one of those moments where when I was reading, it, I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't know comics did this. Yeah. Like, I didn't know we could have this in like an adult theme. And, like, dealing with adult things and, like, also, like, there's, like, 
superheroes and like there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in Watchmen and it was just like kind of an eye-opener for me as somebody who had just read a lot of like fantasy mm-hmm. I was like oh this exists this yeah. is cool this is fun which eventually led me to reading and loving V for Vendetta yeah so like Watchmen is up there but V for Vendetta is one of my favorites mm-hmm. I've talked about it before I think it's just fabulous in terms of like the themes it's dealing with but also it's just it's so perfect as a graphic novel. Like, I can't imagine it in another format. I've not watched the movie, so I don't know if it holds up. But, like, I just, I'm like, I don't know how you could take anything away from this or, like, not have the pictures mm-hmm. or, like, and some of the scenes in which they convey information without words is just really, really artistically done. Yeah. Um. So that's probably, like, my top recommendation. Mm-hmm. I guess, since we are supposed to be talking about oh, our yeah, art, whatever our <laughs> And I just love, though, like, reading a graphic novel. Because, like, how many times have you read a book and you're like, oh, I wonder what this character looks like? Or or you've had to reread it to be like, I just had this happen. I was like, where where are they in the room? Right? Yeah. Like, like, I'm, like, confused. Like, how are they sta- – how does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and then, like, it's actually there. And I love – I love that. It's just so much more immersive. And it mm-hmm. is, like – how Archie Comics was kind of like a between a book and a movie. It is. is that what it, you can what visualize it, like. it. And like some people literally can't visualize stuff in their head when they're reading. Like they can't yeah. picture it. So it's like what a perfect way to like incorporate that. Yeah. 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 So I had one that I think is like super incredible. Like I read this book in the first year of college. Okay. For my English class. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Arrival by Sean Tan. Okay. And it's a migrant story um, told as a series of wordless images. So there's no words at all, which I was like, I was like, what? It's telling me this is a graphic novel and there's no <laughs> words? Like, what do you mean I have to interpret every single picture? God, you're making me work for my grade? Anyways. You're making me work for this? <laughs> it's so beautiful. I actually brought it. I wanted to show you, but this is the front cover. Oh, that is gorgeous. So um, Sean Tan, he did like... God, he would take him like a week to do like 12 of these small individual pictures like yeah i don't know the probably the size of like post stamp or something and it's all like graphite pencil drawings oh that's cool and then he would digitally color them and they're all kind of like sepia toned like it's super beautiful and it's like again like following this man who leaves his wife and child and an impoverished town and like kind of seeks to better his life and like he meets all these people who um like help him and like tell their story so we get to mm-hmm. see their story as well and it's super interesting because it's like he drew these pictures and like these characters and it's like instead of a dog they have like almost like an alien looking thing so like right. as a reader you're like this is so odd or like yeah. he's looking for bread but they can't they don't have bread so they're giving him this weird like alien looking food and you're like you like really get into what it feels like to be an immigrant in a completely different country and like different world and like just reading up on Sean Tan and like why he chose that like basically he lived in Australia and he was um like had a immigrant parent Mm -hmm. and so like a lot of the time like he was looking for belonging and like fitting in and stuff like that like if it wasn't like oh where are you from it was like 
oh, well, where are your parents from kind of a thing. Right. So he really wanted to go for that. And he said it was like super difficult to like do wordless because it's you're trying to just like just, you know, show in your drawing like how you're just getting a ticket or like little things like that. Like you have to be almost like he kind of compared it to like film like when you're doing like film um what's the word when they write out like the film pictures when making a movie oh what is um, that i think i wrote it down somewhere but like like, just like like the filmmaking process i don't know (laughs) like the boards that they use yeah like storyboard kind of storyboards yeah yeah so it's kind of like that's how he had to make it like do it and he actually got like friends and family to like act out scenes and he actually like used like stuff around his house to like just get the shape of buildings mm-hmm. and like things like that like it was super interesting how involved he got in it and like it's just beautiful to look at yeah and like yeah like it's just i definitely recommend it that was probably one of the first like graphic novels that i was like Oh, like I didn't realize oh, this can be this. This can be this. Like this is a thing. It's not an arch comic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that anymore. So, and not that arch. We're not like, like I have a soft spot in my heart. For oh, an for sure. Comic, Me but, too. Like, it, I just thought that's all it could be. I it totally agree. So one of the things I got stuck with is like because I went immediately to gory. Yeah, I was like, oh, so they're all super gory. Mm-hmm. And then I got stuck on that. For a little bit. And then um, eventually one of my, my good friends, who I have a different podcast with, so shout out to <laughs> Matt, um, from my Crown Heathens podcast, which is a gaming podcast. But uh, so he was like, oh, like how much of Brian Lee O'Malley have you read? And I was like, who? Come again? <laughs> he was like, oh, he was the guy who wrote Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, if you've seen the movie, the movie's fantastic. But Scott Pilgrim versus the world is actually like, graphic novels like they're comics and he actually has so i'm not I, I liked scott pilgrim i did read it i think there's there's a lot to talk about with scott pilgrim but it's definitely not like a top recommendation for me mm-hmm. like if you like that kind of stuff you're gonna find it i don't need to recommend it to you what i do need to recommend to you is lost at sea by brian o'malley which is um so this was actually his first graphic novel and Uh, This is kind of the summary. I just want to read it to you because it's so brilliant. So Rayleigh doesn't have a soul. A cat stole it. At least that's what she tells people. At least that's what she would tell people if she told people anything. But that would mean talking to people. And the mere thought of social interaction is terrifying. How did such a shy teenage girl end up in a car with three of her hooligan classmates on a cross-country road trip? Being forced to interact with kids her own age is a new and alarming proposition for Rayleigh. But maybe it's just what she needs, or maybe it can help her find what she needs, or maybe it can help her to realize that what she needs has been with her all along. Mm-hmm. And it's this a beautiful graphic novel. And I'm actually really surprised. I actually didn't know it was his first one. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. The way he uses the artwork to actually tell the story is, again, a thing that like is very prominent in mm-hmm. this because she's dealing with something. and. It's it's so beautiful to read a graphic novel where they're they're dealing with something that's hard to talk about and they don't really talk about it and you just see it. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's something really perfect about that, right? Because it is this emotion that's so hard to name. And so when it's just being like kind of laid out in front of you, you're like, oh, yes, that that is what it is. It's a beautiful one. He has lots of other ones that I also highly recommend. Like they get really funny and quirky and stuff like that. Very much like Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. But they get a little bit deeper and like more artistic than Scott Scott Pilgrim as well. So, like, I highly recommend if you have not read too much Brian Leo Miley or Mally and you like think it's all about Scott Pilgrim, like, he definitely switches gears with some of his oh. other stuff. Lost at Sea would be kind of my top recommendation, but there's a couple others as well. That sounds actually really good. Yeah, I think you would really like it I now that like I'm I thinking would like about that. it. I'm like, I kind of <laughs> like that. Con- it gives me like Life is Strange. Yeah, vibes. It, is, it is like. Yeah, and the artwork is very beautiful. Um, yeah, that's, oh, that's where I'll that's that one. I like that one. Yeah. That sounds good. I have one, Sleepless. Okay. This one was probably, I think I found this on Tumblr. Like, good old, good old days of Tumblr. <laughs> Not Tumblr. I don't know if I, like, followed, like, one of the creators or what. I don't know. But um, so the writer, Sarah Vaughn, uh, artist, Leela Del Luca. Mm-hmm. Colorist editor Elisa Sala and then letterer Darren Bennett. So I didn't know that all those things existed in a graphic novel. Yeah. That's something I learned. Um, but this was like the first probably like graphic novel I, I guess I, I picked up on my own. Yeah. And my, I did my own research into it and I thought it looked really beautiful and like interesting. And like I read it on like the Kindle app. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever read like a comic book on the kindle app and like did their like immersive reading thing i've never done that it is so cool so you like swipe it but it'll be like zooming in like if there's like three panels and they're like of faces it'll like like zoom in on each of the faces as you go so it feels like a movie feels like more of a movie like type thing like it's super cool but um like so sleepless it follows this lady Lady Poppy, she's the legitimate daughter of the recently deceased king. Um, mm-hmm. So Poppy has this personal protector, Cyrenic, I think I'm saying that right. But he doesn't sleep because they have like this magic spell to like always be awake. Like they're always, oh, okay. yeah, they're yeah. always protecting whoever they're protecting. Um, and then she's kind of like put in this spot where she thinks like she's at risk being in the royal cor- court because her dad dies obviously and so the uncle becomes the new king so like she's like this assassination target like all the stuff is happening and then like she like starts to fall in love with her little bodyguards of course love 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 me that um and then uh but then she ends up like getting married to her uncle's other nephew that makes sense it's not not relate they're not related I don't get, I don't know. Maybe they They're are. They're not related. Maybe they are. I don't know. It's like a royal thing. You know how they are back in the day. <laughs> they married their third cousins. It's fine. It's okay. Everyone on my TikTok right now is thirsting over uh, the new Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't know much about it. I heard there was yeah. some. Yeah, and it's like it's like a niece and her uncle, and they're all like, "But it's so cute." And I'm like, "I don't, oh, know. I don't oh. know about that." <laughs> that one, I don't know. Oh well, it's one of those things. Maybe you gotta be there. <laughs> you gotta be there for that. <laughs> Personally, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> From the outside looking in, I am very uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfy. Um, so 
that doesn't happen in this book. This is good. I or like in this uh, comic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like super cute. It's not like a high stakes comic by any means. Like there's not like huge plot twists. There's not like huge drama. Like it's mm. very calming and like easy to get through. And like I think I finished reading the first volume because like there's two volumes and like I think there's like 13 episodes or something total. Right. But I think I read the first volume like on an airplane over an hour like it's super easy to get through mm-hmm. chill i definitely recommend it. it's very beautiful it kind of has like a wash almost style like color to it yeah which is really pretty over like very intricate art uh line art so anyway it's like and sh- like the main character poppy has gotten like a lot of praise for being like a really good female character yeah if that's your jam perfect i love that uh so i have a surprising one on my list which is uh, Skin and Earth. I forgot about that by one. Lights. Lights, my girl. Yes, the artist known as Lights. Uh, so this one's really interesting to me because I picked this up and I was like, lights? Like, like lights, lights? Or like mm-hmm. a different, like, lights? And no, it's lights, lights. So uh, she created this... Um, this series, and she also created an album, mm-hmm. which is also called Skin and Earth. And in the album, it's really cool. So she goes around to the places that, like, to places that kind of mimic where they take place in the story. And so there's a whole soundtrack, and she actually, like, filmed it. So, like, there's one scene that takes place in, like, a truck. Mm-hmm. And so she found an old truck, put all of her recording stuff in the truck, and then filmed the song. Oh. And then, like, one, like, very integral part takes place next to a river. Um, I think that one's actually in the rain as well. So she, like, waited for it to rain and then, like, recorded the song outside by a river. Is one of the most peaceful soundtracks you will ever listen to if you're into that. But also the story is really interesting. So it's all about kind of like a post-apocalyptic society. And... There's cults, there's romance, there's gods, and our main character is kind of gets caught up in this whirlwind romance and then kind of deals with the fallout of that, which is not the average fallout. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this big path about like loneliness, deceit, self-discovery. And it's, it, it is just, one, it's very beautiful. Like it's very well done. Two, I was surprised because, like, I picked it up and I was like, this will be whatever. I didn't think it was going to be, like, great. Yeah. And then it was, like, this beautiful story and this beautiful book and this beautiful artwork. And I was like, what the hell is <laughs> happening? And then I listened to the album and I was like, wow, like, all of this was really well thought out. Yeah. Um, I really, I really highly recommend this one if you like graphic novels um, and you like really complex female leads. like. The main character is probably one of one of my favorite like main characters in a graphic novel just because she's like she feels so frustratingly human mm-hmm. and I, I really loved it. Um, so highly recommend this one. I don't think it's like a huge thing on people's radar. No, 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 I doubt it. Yeah. So I I like that one. You you lent that one to me and I it really was enjoyed good, it. Was it not? Yeah. I yeah. liked it. I couldn't get the the audio to work though because there was like qr codes or something oh yes 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 
so you can whatever. also just kind of find them on like, yeah where you get your music exactly as well. like, yeah just make sure you get the because there's two albums and there's one that's like all acoustic and like that's the one oh. you want to listen to because like the, the actual songs. album is um because that's the one that was like filmed at specific locations cool yeah it was really it's really cool learning about how she made it like she kind of just like I think she just kind of like went into this project like head first which is really yeah, fun it's always really fun it. when they do this oh, love it well i mean i talked about my main ones i mean obvious <laughs> one is uh laura olympus which i think we both yes, agree on is really I was good i kind of save that one for last so yeah that's perfect <laughs> Laura Olympus, uh, we never talk about it on here, so you've yeah. probably never heard of it. What do you? What is this? What is this? <laughs> a Laura Olympus is probably one of my favorite retellings of Hades and Persephone, mm-hmm. and like I have been seeking them out lately. And man, did she do a good job! And I really enjoy the modern day twists that were taken, but also the like respect for the like actual greek mythology as well yeah i also super appreciate that none of them are related yeah because yeah <laughs> i don't know if you've ever looked up the actual like family tree of the greek gods it gets messy <laughs> it was messy yeah oh, i think for persephone sure. in the actual greek mythology is technically like both like her uncle and like but it would be like an uncle several different ways because it was Demeter and or Demeter and Zeus. Oh. Who made Persephone. And in every retelling, they're like, oh, she like met some rando or like <laughs> in Lore Olympus, which is my favorite one. It was like, I just like made you. Mm-hmm. Which I really like that one because I feel like that's how Demeter like raised Persephone. So it makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah. And then in, there's a video game Hades, and it was it's really interesting to watch them sidestep half the like who's related to who. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, we're not getting into it. You're like, no. oh yes, I am your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you also his father? Like, father? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> honestly, like I think I learned more about Greek mythology than I did like ever in school and anything from Lore Olympus. Yeah. And like some of it, I didn't really understand at first, but like she does a really good job of like. Dis- like Describing going into detail and like, and like, like kind of uh disseminating the like actual like lore of it yeah which was really cool the full and i really enjoy that the full webtoon is available on um yeah webtoon. it's so accessible you, it's accessible you can go actually just look at it there so like if you want a physical copy i highly recommend but like you can just read it on your phone mm-hmm. which is how i've read all the other volumes because i the way that the first book ends is on a nice little cliffhanger, and I was like, I have to know. Yeah. I actually lied to myself for about 10 minutes. It was really funny because I was in, we were on a trip, and I was in a hotel room, and I had just finished it. I was like, this is so good. Like, I'm so excited for the next one. And my partner was like, oh, when does it come out? And I was like, it's going to be out in, like, April. And it was, like, December. <laughs> and I was like, that feels like a long time. I was like, no, but I'm going to wait. Because, you know, like, I could look it up online. Like, I see right on the front, it's a webtoon. And and he's like, well, what's a webtoon? And I was like, it's an app. And he was like, don't you read manga on your phone? And I was like, yep, I don't. But not this one. I'm going to be strong. And then he left to go do something. And then he came back. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm reading Laura Olympus. <laughs> it's like that lasted a while. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, yeah, I, I highly I highly enjoy it. Um, definitely my favorite Hades and Persephone retelling as well. Yes. I think that's like the only one I've read 
I don't know if that's true. Did you you didn't read the second A Court of Thorns? Oh, Roses. that's I did read that. So yeah, you were we were talking about this. So yeah. other than that, um, out of the two, Laura Olympus <laughs> is the better one. <laughs> yeah, but the one thing I I really appreciate about it is there's um. Which this is not necessarily true to like the mythology, but Hades is not mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Like I'm all for the broody male lead, but like I do really love that Rachel Smith sat there and was like, and I feel like this is how it happened. It probably isn't, but this is <laughs> this is my head canon about it. Is she sat there and she was like, yeah, he has to be mean. He has to be like, and then she just thought about it and she was like, I would just feel exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just how he's written. Like, he's just like, ah, I have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Zeus is so annoying. Like, that's just <laughs> his whole persona. And I'm like, I feel like that fits better yeah. than making him like this, like, mean. super mean, yeah. ambitious person. Like, he was just like, oh, well, what am I the god of then? And then they were like, the underworld. It's really fun, I promise. <laughs> Poseidon's like off swimming with the fish. Like, yeah, I just I love the way the characters came across. They're so, so good, and like her colors and her drawings. Like, I just I remember like on like Instagram and just like seeing cosplayers like all pink, and I'm like, <laughs> you're like, what? Is what going is this on? character? Like, why are they pink? Like, is this some like cartoon show? Like, why are they doing this? And then then you told me about it, and I was like, oh, like this yes. is what it's all about. And then I'm I'm glad I ended up reading it because it, yeah. it was super good. Yeah, it is it is one of my faves. And I do want to just take a quick break there. So like uh Webtoon is another place I read a lot of mm-hmm. like graphic novel comics. Um and I really enjoy that format. It's a little bit frustrating as somebody who binges a lot of stuff, but it's kind of like nice as someone who binges a lot of stuff too, because you know, they'll only have a certain amount of episodes out and then yeah. I have to wait for them. Like I just have to wait. Yeah. And so it's kind of a nice exercise in like Marissa learning a little <laughs> bit of patience with her content consumption. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I can't just binge it all right now. Um, and I also have a subscription to Manta, which is another app you can get. You don't have to subscribe to it. I think you get like 10 episodes free a day or something like that. It mm-hmm. might be five. It's a certain amount. And like it. It's just like a whole bunch of manga. So there's lots of really, really good ones. If you've ever seen um, uh, Under the Oak Tree advertised mm-hmm. to you on Twitter, that is how they got me. So, you know, <laughs> I was like a broody, fem- broody male lead who just like adores his wife. Sign me up. Like, that is my jam. I love that. But there's a lot of great stories on there as well. Uh, so, yeah. That's I love kind of my that. Shout just out. like reminded me. I don't know if it's like from a movie or TV show or something, but it's like this big, like beefy, like burly guy. I think he's like a superhero <laughs> and he's like kind of crying or something. He's like, oh, it's, he's like, I miss my wife. And they're like, oh, did she like die or something? He's like, no, I just really miss her. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, I think I'm gonna go see her. She's at home. Like <laughs> I know that I know where that's from. Once again, okay. So I'm gonna say this on the podcast just because I think I just made a cardinal sin of googling. So I typed in, "Oh, I miss my wife." Oh, did she die? And I was like thinking it would give me the source of that. Yeah. And instead, it's 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 very concerned about my grieving. 
Oh, I don't, I don't, I know what that's from though. Like I've seen that before and it's like, I don't know. I feel like he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, did she die? It's like, no, I just really love my wife. (laughs) It's so cute. Yeah. That, that'll drive me nuts. Like anytime that there's just like, especially when, because it's so common in literature for like, which is a whole other discussion that the man is like way more powerful than the woman. Mm hmm. But I do love the like, and this is actually something. So I kind of reread parts of Throne of Glass very recently. And I did it just to read the Lorcan Elide, like romance storyline. Because that, that, like that drives me crazy. And I was talking about it with somebody else today. And they were like, I didn't really like that one. And I was like, yeah, but if you give me this broody immortal warrior Mm -hmm. who is like, cutthroat and he will do anything to survive like he literally will just like kill you no problem like he has no regrets about that he is a lethal machine and he meets this small girl who's just like like she has a limp like she's very much and i mean this with love in my heart a liability Mm mm-hmm Like, she's very smart, and that's kind of, like, her biggest asset. But, like, other than, like, she can't physically keep up with him at all. And he's just like, oh, you can come with me. And you're like, okay, why, though? And then they just kind of, like, he just falls head over heels in love with her. And, like, I just love the idea of this, like, totally, like, strong, like, lethal machine of a man just being, like, but she's so breakable. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I, just, I love like, it. Gotcha. Like, he gave himself his biggest weakness. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I choose that one. <laughs> I don't know what about it gets me, but it, it is a trope that I do really like um, in its less problematic forms, obviously. Yeah, but sure. I think that goes with mo- most tropes. All right, did you have any kind of graphic novels to throw in at the end here? No, those were, like, all the ones that I, I recommend. Okay, Perfect. You said recommend. Did you have one that you would not recommend to, that you can mention quickly within like two minutes? With two minutes. So I just had like Monstrous by Marjorie Liu, which I read and have done reviews on it. Yeah. And uh, you've read. And like, it's good. But it again, it was probably like, it's one of those graphic novels that are like pretty intense. Yeah. Like theme wise and like plot wise. So like, I don't know. It's probably like you jumping into The Walking Dead. and Yeah. It was like me trying to start graphic novels and so funny story you'd actually lent that to me right after i'd finished watching castlevania Mm -hmm. which is an anime on netflix if anyone wants to check that out do not check that out if you have a faint heart (laughs) because if we're talking about like babies getting ripped apart it's like is it worse like like the first scene oh it's like people getting their limbs torn off there's like there's monsters eating people's intestines yeah like at one point and like draping them over like it is gory Mm -hmm. like very gory and then you were like here's this book and i was like this is like it's a lot but it's a little tamer (laughs) yeah a little tamer than what i just watched yeah Yeah. like i would definitely it's it's still good but it comes with a caveat yeah yeah like definitely like if you love that stuff go for it but maybe work your way up to that if you're just starting out that's all yeah, I say. and that's fair. I would say kind of the same 
yeah, thinking about that one, um, I would like to kind of like an honorable mention is just Sailor Moon. I've talked about it before. Yes. I really like it. If you were a fan of the 90s, like anime, or if you're a fan of the remake that's on Netflix, definitely recommend. Uh, it's actually quite tremendous to actually read. I really enjoyed it. Totally. Plus, you get the, uh, you know, Uranus and Neptune were not cousins. <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite part <laughs> all right do you want to talk about upcoming reads do you have anything planned i don't i think i'm honestly when i'm done this book I'm gonna take a break take a little break just just not even think about reading for a little bit mm-hmm. and then just you know see what i feel like because i need to do that because sometimes i just need to be like you know what i want an easy read or i want like something different something different switch it up I'm not going to say anything because I never follow it anyway. Yes. So, um, yeah. All the stuff I've said before stands. Shall we draw a new topic? Let's do it. All righty. Okay. So we have... Well, this is going to be fun. So books that hooked you from the first line, page, or chapter. I like that. So that's going to be fun. I think what we should probably do with this, and you can tell me if you disagree... But we should probably actually read them. Because <laughs> I, I think I that'd feel be like, fun. I feel like they won't have spoilers. They won't. And it'll be early. And it'll get our listeners hooked yeah, on the book. Yeah, and then I'll be excited to see <gasps> if it hooks anyone else. Yeah. Ooh, maybe we'll do something fun on our Instagram where they, like, Well, we should vote. do, like, a little contest. Like, which oh, one would you read? Yes. Okay. Okay, so stay tuned for all of that. If you want to check we'll us out on out. Instagram, uh, that is the Book Jar Pod on insta there um where you can also send us a message i'm gonna start fiddling with the piece of paper because i feel like that's getting into the background <laughs> uh you can send us questions that we will add to the, our book jar so that we can draw it and talk about it so if you have a question that you want us to talk about on the podcast send it there or just check out our you know riveting content is a word i can use <laughs> riveting <laughs> riveting perfect uh any final kind of thoughts here megan no, I actually was impressed with what I brought because I didn't think I was going to have a lot. I was impressed. You've expanded your reading. I have. Repertoire a I lot. Have. So, you know what? Pat on the back for Megan. Thank you. Let us know on our socials if you pick up any of the manga or comic books or graphic novels that we mentioned. Or if you've already read them and they are your faves or least faves. Any of that, uh, that is definitely worth a discussion we'd love to have with you. Um, we're going to have some news on our next episode that i'll tease i think i've teased it a couple times now so hopefully you're not getting too annoyed at that but we (laughs) will be looking at starting a book club soon and we'll have more details next time for sure working out the kinks yes we want it to be smooth sailing just all book conversation all the time (laughs) all right and that's pretty much it for today so yeah pick up a good book Mm -hmm. and we'll catch you next time Bye. So awkward. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs>